Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with porn living legend, Nick Manning. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website at adultsitebroker.com. We've added some enhancements to the site, such as FAQs and a complete new platform. The look and feel of the new site are nice and up to date. The new site also has links to our marketplace and affiliate program. Plus, don't forget ASB Marketplace, the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers the chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you this service for free. Visit ASBMarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or a buyer today. And of course, there's ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to introduce for sale a transgender tube site with over 120,000 unique visitors daily. The site is a custom-built tube. Videos are encoded at a very high quality. There are four grades of video. It will auto-adapt to the best quality based on the user's connection. Premium quality and downloads are only available to members who have a paid account. The site script can take a lot of traffic, with the current server being at only about a 5-10% to load. There are over 30,000 videos. Retention rate is 85%. Only $274,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is porn star Nick Manning. Nick, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thanks for having me, Bruce. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. I've really been looking forward to this. Now, uh, tell people about you, those that don't know. Nick is one of the best-known porn stars of our time. He is a self-professed sex god. Uh, he's made several mainstream appearances, including Crank High Voltage, Hogan Knows Best, and Sons of Anarchy. He played a strict club owner in the 2011 independent film Cherry Bomb, his first non-porn lead role. In 2014, he was inducted into the AVN Hall of Fame. Since then, he's entered the apparel business, featuring his most popular sayings from his scenes. He's published a biography titled Droppin' Loads. Uh, which we'll talk about in a bit, the Nick Manning story. He's created NFTs, developed multiple fan sites and social media sites, shot mainstream movies like I just mentioned, and he started a podcast called, you guessed it, Dropping Loads with Manning and Mo. Nick recently launched a new site, therealnickmanning.com. What I need to know is, is there a, is there a site called the fake nickmanning.com? Well, I mean, you did a really much better job at talking about this than I could, so just just keep going. The only don't try, don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah. The only correction is it's just realnickmanning.com. It's not the real. Oh shit. I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. Real. Let's try this again. Okay. Nick recently launched a new site, realnickmanning.com. Is that better? Yeah, much better. <laughs> So there's so is there a fake nickmanning.com out there? Uh I'm sure that there's about 250,000 nickmanning <laughs> imposters. I'm so sure. I'm not sure what they come up with, but uh <laughs> every now and then it's the funniest shit you've ever seen these guys trying to pretend to be me. That's good. That's good. In fact, I I wanted to write into the show Catfish and just tell them like the things that I I know about. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so now you've been known to say that you're frustrated with the lack of professionalism that's permeated the adult space. And I, I can't say I disagree with you, but why did you specifically say that? Oh, I mean, isn't it? It's just obvious. I yes. Mean, I, I mean, understand I got in the business in 1997 and back then 
I was a uh, mainstream actor and model full time. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. And they asked me to do a Playgirl. I went and got a Playgirl. Looked at it. <laughs> uh, I'm like, look, if you want me to sit around in the centerfold like a stroke, I'm not doing that. I go, but I notice that in the back of your magazine you have like a guy fucking a chick. They're like, you'll do that. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I did one and I went right back to doing like Bally's and Menon commercials and Disney print ads. Wow. And, uh, and the next year, sure enough, they wanted me to do another one. Brought me up to New York. I was living in South Beach at the time. Nice. Uh, had me fuck another girl. And the guy's like, hey, dude, you're great at this. Like, I'm going to send you out to L.A. to all my photographer buddies. And uh, you'll be the best thing that ever hit porn from the day you start. So that's what would happen. <laughs> I'd be shooting Disney, and uh, uh, the, I was on a TV show in South Beach called The Fugitive. I was on all my children in New York, and then oh, they'd, wow. fl- they'd fly me out to LA, and I'd do uh, you know four or five different sets a week with like people like Earl Miller and Suze Randall, yeah, yeah. and uh, all those cats. So. Hmm. Uh, Eventually, the cat got out of the bag that, hey, this guy from Disney is also Nick Manning, the porn star. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing that happened was I walked into the Vivid and Wicked offices and I said, hey, uh, I know you guys have been trying to shoot me for three years now, but uh, now it's, uh, I guess my mainstream career is over. So yeah. uh, they said, can you do a movie tomorrow? I was like, yeah, sure. They go, we'll fire the lead that we have in our movie, and you're oh, it. God. Oh, God. So I went to my first. They go, how do you think you'll do? I go, uh, well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I guess they liked it because as soon as my scene was over, I was like toweling off and putting my robe on, and the production manager ran up to me. He's like, grab your calendar. I want to book you for 20 more dates. Wow. And wow. I was like, it was just off and running. So in that three-year period, I did about 400 magazines. And then <laughs> in, the, in the next three years, I did 1,000 movies. Wow. So, and, and to answer your question, a lot of those movies were on film. Yeah. And they were like big productions. And I just saw every single day of my career, the quality and the equipment and the attitude of the people on set and i mean it became a business of uh who's your director well i guess it's some failed male talent (laughs) right and it's like so me personally yeah i'm not big on doing shit i'm not good at okay so i know i'm i'm supposed to be in front of the camera i've never picked up a camera i don't Mm. own a camera i don't take stills like i don't know shit about any of it so i mean i liked it when you left the work of a professional to the professional and now it's just a business of everyone's a fucking jack of all trades so it's all mediocre yeah and i don't want to be involved in any shit that's mediocre yeah so yeah, tell me, tell me some stories about when you got found out by, by your mainstream bosses that I want to hear about. Well, okay. So the, I mean, I had different agents, like I was with Ford models in New York and Chicago and mm-hmm. J Michael Bloom was my commercial mm-hmm. agent, but my major agency was Irene Marie in Miami beach. Okay. And they had nothing to do with hooking me up with these playgirl shoots. Sure. So I'm not even sure that they knew about anything I was doing. They just knew I was going out to LA. Mm-hmm. And one day I got a call from my agent. Her name was Allie. And she said, uh, you can't go from triple X to G overnight. <laughs> and that was kind of like, what was funny about it was she was insinuating that somehow uh, the mainstream career that I was building was like shot. And the truth of the matter is now my mainstream career is better than ever because people just right. hire me to be Nick Manning. Yeah. 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 Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It's really come full circle, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And dropping loads became more popular than I ever was, which was kind of like ironic in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Um, so why did you construct the portal that has become real nickmanning.com? All right. So this is another long story, but go for it. We uh, do not, Nick, we don't have a time limit. In about 2007 ish, mm-hmm. people started doing other kind of projects about me. Uh, one was a biopic, one was a documentary, one was a, uh, book that they were writing one of them they took the documentary footage that they weren't going to use in the documentary and kind of turned that into like a reality show Hmm. so i had in various stages of completion or slash development a bunch of projects that weren't finished or ready to be released simply because uh i was shooting for my own company shooting mm-hmm. for everybody else like penthouse 11 days a month playboy six days a month so i mean i was on a contract with sin city to to make drop and loads films mm-hmm. so it was very difficult to take these uh let's just call it more comprehensive things and bring them to completion and sure. unfortunately for me uh typically what happens is People want to get in business with me because they know I'm popular and they know I'm smart and they know I'm diligent. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So what happens is it's all fun and games to come to Nick Manning's house and go to his <laughs> shoots and go to AVN and go to parties and film him. And everybody's asking you, oh, who the hell are you? Why are you filming Nick? So now they get their own little celebrity going and pretty much they're riding my coattails and I really don't need a posse. Yeah. So, so pretty much what happens is once the fun is done and it's like, Oh, now we need to uh, digitize our footage and edit our project and get it sold. Well, then that becomes quicksand. Like Mm. they don't want to do it. So Initially, what I'll do is I'll take my ball and go home and I'll just I'll be like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to work and make sex scenes every day. But eventually yeah. it starts to trouble me. And mm-hmm. so then I basically took from 2014 to 2020. I shot a bunch of more drop and loads, hardcore scenes. But then I went back and sat with the editors on all these different projects and got them completed. So Hmm. at the end of 2020, Mo called me and said, Hey, you know, I've been trying to get you to do my radio show with me for fucking ever, but (laughs) he's in the Midwest and I'm in LA. So (laughs) the best we could ever muster was I would host it with him for a couple weeks a year, (laughs) go out to visit him and host a show every day on FM radio. And, (laughs) but once podcasting became popular He's like, hey, man, we can do a podcast. We can do it remotely. We can do it together or whatever. So I mm-hmm. right away, ding, 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 ding. Sure. Instead of just incubating uh, all these projects and then selling them to some investor or a bigger porn company, I was like, we might want to develop this shit. So yeah. I sketched out on some graph paper my idea for realnickmanning.com. The uh, corporate staff turned it into what you see today. And I got to tell you, it's in a fucking adult Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's very, very impressive. Yeah. So, so so what are your plans for realnickmanning.com? It's funny because we had a podcast yesterday, the first since the press release went out. Mm-hmm. So I told Mo in the podcast, I said, it's almost like today we're pressing the go button. Yeah. And uh, pretty much there's 20 platforms on there, including all my fan sites, all the different projects. Some things are membership based, some are pay-per-view. Then there's the store with the Nick Manning supplements, the male enhancement pills, bodybuilding supplements. And then Mm -hmm. there's all the clothing with my sayings. So, um, the idea was to develop all of those. And we have two left one, uh, we just went into business with a, uh, a, um, studio out here that does webcamming in Vegas. So there's another section on my site. You'll see it called Manning Manor. Mm-hmm. And we are about, I don't know, 
three to four weeks away from all the approvals and the streaming completion for that. And then we'll move that up to the top of the site and call it Manning Manor live from Las Vegas. We'll have mm. uh, solo girl, girl, and I'll do my boy girl scenes live from there. Wow. And wow. then the only other thing that isn't operational on the site right now is OnlyFans, just because <laughs> uh, I'm not technical and they require any of my staff members who are getting that account approved. Uh, they need to basically be sitting on my lap to do it. <laughs> so that probably won't happen until February. Got it. Got it. And then, and then there's one other thing. I don't know if you caught it on there. You said you bought my book, uh, yes. Nick, Man Nick Manning's bedtime stories. Well, that'll be one of the things that's filmed out of, uh, the Manning Manor live in Las Vegas. And pretty much it'll just be, uh, solo girl masturbation, almost like a, uh, romance novel, except they read segments of my book and then they, uh, fiddle themselves. Ooh. So that'll be very cool. Yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds yeah. ex that sounds extremely nice. Yeah. Um, and and I should tell everyone we're recording this at the end of January. Um, so tell me about Manning Manor. I've heard so much about it. Um, I need a description. I need kind of an audio virtual tour, as it were. Okay. Well, uh, a few years ago, before before I sold all the companies that we still owned, including the supplement company, mm -hmm. uh, my house was all cammed. I was one of the early cam houses mm -hmm. and there were a bunch of models and playmates and actresses and penthouse pets, uh, living at my house, uh, rotating through. And it was almost like, uh, the old voyeur cams. Yeah. You could yeah. see us anytime, right? Very, very mm -hmm. lucrative. So sure. uh, technology's changed a bit with the streaming company. So pretty much sure. what we have at the studio is eight rooms. Six of them are set up like bedrooms with really high-tech cam equipment and uh, whatever the, the best kind of hardwired connection is. I mean, mm -hmm. again, I'm just right. relaying what they've told me about it. <laughs> and uh, there'll be solo girl, girl, and boy, girl scenes going on in there various times, 24 hours a day. Hmm. Okay. And wow. so the, I guess the goal would be to have 18 different girls in there a day, uh, six at a time and three hour shifts. Wow. Uh, whether that happens or not, not quite sure, but it really won't matter. Mm -hmm. right? Whatever, whatever it is, it is. Then there's two other rooms. One of them will be, we have a podcast studio, at top secret resort in Orlando, Florida. Mm. Uh, I live in a condo there and, uh, it's a, basically a swingers resort slash hotel. Mm. It's kind of like, uh, you would call it the, uh, hedonism of America. <laughs> okay. And uh, so we do a podcast from there. Plus, okay. we're going to have a podcast studio where you'll be able to, through the Manning Manor live stream, watch the podcast. Okay. And it's cool because, okay, uh, so easy to get guests. We'll pull uh, Girl X out of room two. Yeah. Bring her on it. You know, so that's, it makes... Uh, our show much uh, more dynamic, I think, just because your guests are right there at your beck and call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have another room that leads out to a courtyard where basically that's the old school voyeur room. It's just going to be set up like a lounge and you can watch us all the time in there and uh, we'll be talking about uh, who's shooting bedtime stories today, what commercials we might be shooting to put on the clips that go on all our fan sites that mm -hmm. basically just say, hey, see more of me and Nick at realnickmanning.com, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Uh, so it gives like, let's call it reality-based subplots to uh, what would normally be just a regular old webcam house. And is this, is this a place you actually live? 
Uh, well, I could, I suppose, if I wanted to, but I'll probably just go there. <laughs> well, they call it Manning Manor. I just kind yeah. of figured that's your residence. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, again, when we had the Voyeur house, that was called Manning Manor. So mm-hmm. this is Manning Manor 2022. And mm-hmm. instead of you being at my house, you're at my studio, which just looks like the bedrooms at my house. Got it. Got I mean, it. and it's it's really just a function of the technology's changed. I sure. mean, if you get, right now we have a white label that's called Drop and Loads Live Webcams. We're still going to have that. You know how it works. You click on there, and then on your screen you see all these different girls. And in that case, they're just using my uh, my name and likeness. Sure. Uh, in the Manning Manor part, it'll actually be the girls that are at our physical location and me. Okay, that makes sense. So, I mean, the problem, I mean, if you're a streaming service, what's your biggest problem? Well, most everything is uh, either solo or mm-hmm. boy girl with the chick's boyfriend. It's right. It fucking sucks, right? Because, <laughs> right, they're all in their little apartments and houses. There's yes. no other talent. Well, Correct. we can we can have boy, girl, 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 and solo all the fucking time because we're going to have six to eight people there at a time. Wow. Right. Not, so that's what shabby. makes it really, really cool. Absolutely. So tell me, is there anything more about the site you want to uh, offer? Well, I mean, the NFTs are on there, which, which is kind of unique and new. And, okay. Uh, okay. I mean, they... They're really well done. I mean, they took, they have hundreds of pictures of me from my modeling career that they've turned into NFTs and they're cool. releasing 10 at a time. Wow. Uh, wow. So that's, that's pretty cool. And of course, I mean, what's my favorite thing to do? Shoot the drop and load scenes. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the cool things. You'll be in Manning Manor mm-hmm. and you'll be watching live as we're filming drop and load scenes which yeah. eventually will load onto the site. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not so. too bad. So yeah. who are some of the female stars you're working with on the site? Oh, I mean, I mean, you'll have to just look at them. There's a zillion. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me, give me some highlights. Well, I'll give you one of the coolest things that's on there is, okay. uh, I used to make a lot of those Skinamax kind of movies. Hmm. And one of the girls who I got to know pretty well was a real actress slash model. Like she's been in movies with Kate Hudson. I mean, uh, her name was Jackie Holland. And Mm -hmm. uh, I guess you could say that she tricked me into a hidden camera celebrity sex tape. And (laughs) it's marketed as the greatest celebrity sex tape of all time. And it's on my site. I would on a pay-per-view it's on, it's on there on a pay-per-view basis. And like, this is literally three hours or more edited to the point where if you buy the whole thing, I think it costs you like eight 99, but (laughs) you can buy just part one or part two. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah. So that (laughs) is really fucking cool. And I know it's got a lot of, it's one of those things that's probably uh, going viral as we speak. Sure it is. I'm sure it is. So, so tell me about the documentary coming out about you. Well, uh, if you scroll down to the the portion that says "Being Nick Manning," mm-hmm. uh, season one episode, I think there's 14 episodes are up there, and those mm-hmm. are those are I think they're selling them for a dollar ninety nine an episode. So mm-hmm. everyone should check them out. But basically. There's 150 hours of usable footage that is going to, I mean, who knows? We could have 25 seasons of 14 episodes. So it's going to be like uh, Lion King on steroids. So is this, so is the documentary the same as the reality show pretty much? Well, the documentary is a separate project that's not on my site. Ah. And they're still determining okay. what three hours of this 150 they're going to use. Wow. So wow. that's that's not my department. Good thing. Yeah. <laughs> better better them than better them than you, right? But the rest of it we're turning into the being Nick Manning show. 
Got it. And that's the reality show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I understand. Because it sounded like you were starting to talk about the reality show when I asked about the documentary and I needed to figure out what the difference was. And I think you, I think you nailed that. I'm sure so, what will happen with the documentary is eventually they'll pick the the best stuff yeah. and turn that into like a th- maybe a two part uh, ninety minute segment movie. Sure, sure. Right. So, but that'll have to go to like I don't know Sundance or so. I'm not sure how they think they're going to bring it to market. Yeah, I don't know if Netflix is going to take it. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> they probably do have. They probably do have some uh, restrictions. So, um, how did you determine the variety of adult and mainstream products that would be included as content on RealNickManning.com? <laughs> well, I, I would like to say that there was some sort of a plan, but <laughs> uh, basically, it started out with okay. Here are these unfinished projects and I'm going to finish them and I'm going to make them really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, then as we were in the midst of that, we were like, Oh, well, uh, fan sites are getting popular. Uh, and we don't do anything small. So True. some people have an only fans. Some people have an, I want clips. We got all of them. There's six different options for fan sites on the bottom of my site. So basically RealNickManning.com, we wanted it to be a portal where once mm-hmm. you're in there, right. uh, customer, you're on your own. However <laughs> you want to consume, we're giving you as many options as feasible. That's great. Right. And, you know, like bedtime stories, uh, when you happen to have a book and it's pretty cool book and it's very popular and uh, you come up with an idea where it's like, hey, we'll have these girls read it. I mean, who knows? There might be 200 episodes of that. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I'm thinking uh, we haven't started filming it yet, but I would think five-minute increments would be a good way to go. Yeah. 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 Probably don't want to do any more. Yeah. So, uh, again, I had unreleased drop-and-load scenes that we call the lost footage just because, I mean, we we shoot these things well in advance, and then we never released Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And uh, then during that 2014 to 2020, I shot new ones. Mm-hmm. So those are called new drop and loads. And then anything we shoot at the studio will be edited and uh, put in that section. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it kind of just all happened. You know, you start down a path and you have a vision and then people throw uh I call it a monkey wrench, but it turned out to be good. (laughs) Uh, That thing just, it became probably three times what I assumed it would be from the beginning. Sure, sure. And then, and then with the the products in the store, I mean, I don't know if you recall this, Bruce, but Mm -hmm. up until about in, in 2012, I really started taking control of when deals would come up for renewal, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't renew them. Yeah. So at, about at the end of 2019, early 2020, I was for the first time in my career, a true free agent That's awesome. where we went from having 300 products in adult stores around the world and other outlets. I mean, my shit was in all the gas stations, all the trucks, I mean, all, all the bodybuilding stores. So pretty much there were over 300, uh, licensed products of me floating around the world wow and we said you know they're making billions and we're making tens of millions the disparity Mm -hmm. just isn't uh so we took control of it and right now we just have my supplement drop and load supplement line which is cave manning testosterone monster manning hgh manning up prostate support uh, drop and loads, male enhancement pill and a Manning nitro nitric oxide. Hmm. So that, those are the supplements that I take to be a stud. Okay. There so, you go. uh, and then, uh, then in the apparel section, we have men's and women's t-shirts. We're adding hoodies and hats with mm-hmm. all my trademark sayings. There's, mm-hmm. I think there's 20 different options. 
I gotta get I gotta get some some workout clothes from you. Yeah, some got some cut off shirts. Eyes pasted <laughs> shut. I love it. I love it. I gotta get one that says "Drop and Loads" too. I want to. I want to see that. I want to see the looks on the parts of some of the ties who actually understand English. Well, some of the people who purchased them for Christmas presents sent photos of them and their whole family wearing these shirts. Oh God! And Mo was like, "Can you imagine? You get your present from around the Christmas, and it's a bunch of drop and loads clothing." <laughs> I'm looking forward to doing your uh, doing your podcast. By the way, uh, oh yeah, we can't yeah, wait. That's going to be that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to virtually meeting Mo as well. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about that now. Um. You told me how the podcast came about, so you answered that question already. But let's talk about the podcast. What happens during the podcast? What's it all about? Obviously, people can listen, and we encourage that they do. But tell people a little bit about the podcast. Well, I guess the best way to describe Mo is, and I've been on all these shows, not only in America, mm-hmm. but around the whole fucking world where it's oh, like sure. every local market has that guy. I call him, he's the Howard Stern of his I was going to, I was going to say everyone's trying to yes, be Howard Stern, but I mean, in Chicago, it's man cow in yes. LA, it's psycho Mike, right? Mm-hmm. So. I'm yep. on all these people, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge and Oh, sure. So, oh, sure. So anyway, uh, Mo was the guy who he contacted me even before Howard Stern. Wow. I think he might have been in like Oklahoma City or Louisville at the time. Mm. And he's like, I did research to figure out who you were because the first <laughs> movie I saw you in, I was stupid and didn't watch the credits. So it took him like another six months to figure out what my name was. Oh God. But he started having me on a show and, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not looking to take on it. I mean, I want to shoot drop and load scenes and run my studio. So I, Mm -hmm. I'm not big on like, Hey, let's do some more shit that I'm not good at. So I said, Mo, if you want to do the show with me, what do you want me to do? And he's like, Oh, all you gotta do is talk to me. I'll do the rest. I was like, well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> does he work? Does he work full time for you now? Yeah, he's uh, he runs uh, the distribution. And so pretty okay. much uh, he's managing real Nick Manning dot com on oh, a day to day basis. That's great. Right. And then we put we podcast periodically. It's going to be more yep. often. I mean, we were podcasting very regularly and then the site kept taking longer and longer to complete. And I'm like, look, bro, I'm tired of talking about fucking shit. That's not happening. Mm -hmm. So once we launched in December, Mm -hmm. we've been trying to podcast, but with the shitty weather, there's always Mm. some reason that we couldn't. Mm. And then I know you wanted to have us on before this. And it's like, Look, let me get settled. Let me yeah. get some tech people around me. Sure. And because I, I don't like when it uh, fucking internet's cutting out, it's spinning. Yeah, exactly. Like, so yes, yesterday <laughs> was the first day that we've actually done one since the launch. Well, I'm glad we were able to set it up. So, so tell me more about the podcast. Well, it's uh, it's basically what you'd think. We talk. I mean, and and here's the thing with Mo. He always says that I'm. Uh, very worldly. So we talk mm-hmm. a lot about my career. And we talk about yeah. mainstream and yeah. uh, celebrities I know, but we also talk about sports and mm-hmm. uh, politics. Uh, yeah, I mean, just about any topic. Mm. Because because I'm highly educated, I can yep. hold some intelligent conversation about it. Yeah, you were you you started out what as a stockbroker, I think. No, I. Uh, Okay, when I was an undergrad playing baseball, mm-hmm. I got a double major, international business and economics. So I yeah. got a, a BA in international business and a BS in economics. And then okay. uh, right away, I popped a hamstring. So I was oh, off lovely. for eight, 18 months. Oh, and I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? Just sit around here? Uh, so I went to grad school. And I got a master's of science in human resource management. Mm, Wow. So so then what I would try to do was I'd try to work in HR during the day and play ball at night and on weekends. Wow. 
And what was, I, what was your position? Well, I well I played right field mostly, a mm-hmm. little bit of third base, a little bit of left field, and then I really became a fucking excellent first baseman. Ah, great. Yeah, like as I got uh, more injured, <laughs> I, I wasn't <laughs> able to play the outfield, but I was a, yes, I was a switch hitter, and they wanted me to bang the ball around. So the, M- the like, McCovey the McCovey syndrome, yeah. and they thought, <laughs> oh, well, we'll just stick him at first base, and then exactly, uh, I became really fucking good at it. Yeah, well, yeah. So do anything you do anything enough, Nick, and and you get yeah. good at it, like you fucking right. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Well, we certainly have that common interest in sports and baseball. Yeah, and we can talk. We can talk a little sports when I do the uh, do the podcast with you guys. Yeah, for um, sure. Now you're working um, with longtime hustler executive Michael Klein of Next Step Entertainment. Um, he's certainly someone that that I know very well. How is that partnership partnership working out for you? First of all, it's great. Yeah. Michael Michael's. I mean, you're friends with him. He's a cool cat. Right. He is. He is. And he's so, smart. And he's yeah. so smart. So as this process was going along, like, again, I drew it on a piece of graph paper and I turned it over to Mo, who's a radio guy. <laughs> and because he's he said, oh, my, Nick, you need to be doing this, 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 this. And this. I'm like, well, if you think so, then you do it. Exactly. Because, I mean, you know how it is when you build a site and you have to get payment processing and all hey buddy you're so, like me you're like me i'm not a technical guy i hire people for yeah, that shit yeah so anyway that's where michael klein became invaluable because mm-hmm. one he had all the connections two yes. he's been in uh web development and technology for a while he I mean yes. he's invented like the adult time channel and things mm-hmm. so and he worked at hustler for a decade working for forever. larry yes so, forever and, yes. and i think is originally his uh he was in like on command like cable television like pay-per-view yep. yeah yep. so my executive producer at manning manor who uh did the deal for the webcam studio his real gig is he produces a boxing show where they interview boxers mm. for, for the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. So Interesting. Michael, because he was in the cable side, yeah. uh, had a lot to do in pay-per-view, had a lot to do with boxing. And yeah. when, when we went to dinner the other night, they knew a lot of the same people. Oh, wow. So this guy that works with me is uh, persona is Vegas John Triple X on uh, Twitter, but <laughs> I call him Shark. Uh, he was like, oh, you totally undersold him. I'm like, dude, I told you he worked for a fucking hustler. And I said, what more do you need me to tell you about a guy? Right. Yeah. He goes, no, he goes, the people he knows and the things that he accomplished and did are really impressive. I'm like, dude, I know. I just don't go piping off about to some guy you don't know yet. Yeah. And, uh, but I'll tell you, I was surprised. I was surprised it took him that long to open up his own deal because he should have done it a long time ago. Well, and it's very interesting because the way I got to Michael was I called a guy in Chicago. I used to work in HR with, because I know Mm -hmm. for the past 15 years, he's been, he's been the CEO of his own company, which, uh, his wife inherited. And I just happened to call him because I was like, I don't know what you're up to, but if you want to run my company, well, he goes, he referred me to a guy named Jim Lillig, who Mm -hmm. was, he knew. And Jim Lillig had a lot to do with Mr. Skin back in the day. Ah, Okay. okay. So Jim didn't want to do it because he was doing something else. And he Mm -hmm. referred me, uh, to Jason Tucker. Mm-hmm. who is the guy that handles all the trademark yep. infringement suits. Yeah. And Jason referred me to Michael. That's and funny. R- right away, I was like, oh, this is perfect because he knows all the things that I suspect don't know how to do. Exactly. And so it made, I mean, I'm not saying that getting through 20 platforms of approvals and a portal was easy and mm-hmm. getting the pro, I mean, you got to get the online store hooked up so that yeah. the orders go. I mean, so there's a lot of fucking shit that has to get done. Agreed. And 
from the time that we started building the site to the time that it was functional and then uh, all the content had to be loaded into it, that probably took almost two years. Yep. So Michael has been instrumental, uh, like a conductor, getting this thing to the point it's at now where once we do the Manning Manor and the OnlyFans, we're done for a while. It's just going to be uh, shoot, edit, put new shit up on the site. Like the, until the, until the, until the next monkey wrench, right? Yeah. Cause we don't need any more headaches <laughs> until, until somebody else has an idea. Well, so if they have an idea, uh, we can get to that in 2024. Exactly. <laughs> so your content in general and dropping loads content in particular is very highly in demand. Do you have any intentions of performing in scenes for other studios looking ahead? No. You like being a free agent. Yeah. I mean, we've, t- we've talked about this yep. uh, a little bit internally and I've spoken to you about it. The only mm-hmm. thing, and because I've incubated eight different companies, we mm-hmm. started out in two, th- when I first started doing movies, I started making my own series called the fans have spoken. That was a company called Nick Manning Productions. That mm-hmm. company got acquired. Then right. the next thing I made was Nick Manning Films. When I went on contract with Wildlife, they acquired that. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing I did was drop nickmanning.com. Uh, Penthouse acquired that. Then there was dropandloads.com, and some company acquired it, didn't even use it as dropandloads.com, and turned it into a dating site. Whatever makes them happy. And then there was Platinum Blue, and then there was Manning Management, and Nick Manning Entertainment, and Nick Manning. So this is like the eighth or ninth time I've done this, and then uh, with the intention that someone will swoop in and acquire us at a multiple. Well, when you're when you're ready, you know who to deal with. Yeah, and and (laughs) in this case, I'm not sure that I would just do it like a simple deal like that. What I would probably do is say, look, we still want to, we still want to run the studio. Uh, we -hmm. still want to shoot our own drop and loads movies Mm -hmm. with my crew and we still want a podcast. So you can become our partner to some degree by Mm -hmm. shares, Mm -hmm. minority, majority, whatever, but whatever happens, I want a personal services contract with Mo that we keep doing the things that we like to do. Yep. And I will say this, uh, let's just throw out a name, mind geek, right? Cause they own a <laughs> bunch of these. If they want, if they had real Nick portal with what it contains today, the products given their reach, uh, Mm-hmm. I mean, just like everything else, I can only take it so far because I don't have the infrastructure, but my True. brand in somebody's hands like that. And that's why I have Michael Klein. It's now it's exponentially valuable. Okay. That's so, so that's, true. that's the idea, but I'm not going to just sell it and ride out in the sunset and start another one because I don't want to go through the headache. <laughs> Been there, done that, huh? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to take another six years to. <laughs> I get it. So I understand you're developing a mainstream film called "Getting Killed in Miami." When can we expect that project from you? Well, that's again not my department. Mm. Uh, it has a script which is completed. It has a budget which was done by the distributor's line producer. So that's tight. And it has a projected cast list. When they get around to funding it and making it happen, they can call me and pay me my $1.5 million and I'll come be George McCann in the movie. Other <laughs> than that, uh, I'm not having any more to do with it because, uh, again, I did everything I could do getting the project to the two-yard line. Now, people more qualified than me need to score a touchdown. There you go. Well, you're going to score the touchdown, but they're going to block for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to do the block. They're going to do the blocking, which yeah. is the, which is the real hard part. You're just get, you're going to, you're going to saunter in and high step. <laughs> um, 
one more question. Um, I started reading your book last night, and it's fascinating. Dropping loads. Um, your um, the gal the gal that in that's interviewing you in it. Um, she's <laughs> she's phenomenal and very very funny. Tell me about that whole experience, how it came to be, and talk about the process. <laughs> okay. Uh, Maureen St. Charles is yes. the writer's name, yes. and uh, she lived in Canada. Okay. And I'm in Southern California, and she, mm -hmm. uh, I guess she must have emailed me or got hold of me on social media, but nonetheless, she said she wanted to write this book. I said, well, uh, when you have time, uh, get out to LA, uh, you know, we can have a face-to-face -face meeting and discuss it. Our first meeting was very interesting because the night before, as there's always some drama at Manning Manor, uh, <laughs> these two girls got a little carried away and were fighting in my driveway. Oh, nice. So I'm in the shower and Maureen's sitting in my sitting area in my bedroom waiting to meet with me. Here comes one of the girls from the night before uh, storming up to the room topless looking for me to apologize. <laughs> so that was Maureen's first interaction. And I get out of the shower in my towel and a robe or whatever. I'm I told the woman, I'm like, look, I'm in a meeting right now. Uh, I can't <laughs> deal with you, but uh, when you can stop acting like a high school chick, you can come back. <laughs> <laughs> so Maureen and I had a good conversation. Um, I said, I have a couple stipulations here. One, I don't know what you want to call this book, but uh, back then, that's when Howard Stern wouldn't shut up about dropping loads and all the other Howard Sterns like Mo around the world wouldn't right. shut up about dropping loads. So mm -hmm. I said, clearly, dropping loads is more famous than Nick Manning. I said, <laughs> we have to call it dropping loads if we want to make money at this. Exactly. And she went along with that. I don't think it would have been her first choice, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like my my distributor one day at Platinum Blue comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, Sky wants to make these beautiful sky blue directed movies. And he goes, yeah, we sell them to cable and we sell them to all the hospitality worldwide. He goes, but for DVD sales. Really, all they want to know is when's the next fucking drop and loads coming out? Exactly. He goes, it begs the question. He goes, why aren't we calling all our movies drop and loads? And from that point forward, every fucking title I ever put out was drop and load. We're on like drop and loads nice. 476 or whatever. <laughs> so so it's the same thing. So it's like sometimes just reason leads you to. I don't care what you want to call it. We're calling it dropping loads. Exactly. And, hey, man, uh, that, that's your brand. That's yeah, your brand. I mean, and so the other thing I said was, look, I know you think I know everyone in Hollywood, but I don't. I'm on set 330 days a fucking year. Jeez. I work out. I fuck girls on television and I come <laughs> home and go to bed. Yeah. I said, that's my life. So you are going to have to get this book published. Oh, sure. I'll make that happen too. Then I <laughs> said, the third thing is, uh, you don't know me. I don't know you. I don't know how you're intending to do this from Canada, but that's not going to fucking be any good. I said, the only way I'll agree to this is if you take a hiatus from whatever the fuck you're doing and come down and live in uh, the maid's quarters at my house, and you stay here until you're ready to write your book. I don't know how long that's going to take, but you can come everywhere I go, 100% full access to me. Hmm. So that's why I think that my book is better than most uh, biographies or autobiographies, because, yeah. I mean, she got to see firsthand... Right. You know, what was happening. And that brings up a whole nother topic. People read my book and Mo says, well, Manning, you never talk about all the celebrities. I go, because I think 
like when I say things that are common to me, people think I'm full of shit. So I just keep it to myself. Yeah. yeah and, I get it. and so sh- uh, people reading my book are probably like, there's no fucking way that this is this guy's life. But the good news is, <laughs> Uh, being Nick Manning and dropping loads, the legend of Nick Manning were being filmed at the same time she was writing the book. Yeah. So there's visual evidence. No, her there you book go. is fucking accurate. <laughs> and if, and if somebody doesn't believe it, fuck them. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, if I was just somebody in, uh, I don't know, Oklahoma reading dropping loads of Nick Manning story, I'd think it was fucking invented too. Because there's no way people tell me all the time. There's no way that this is your life. It's like you go to bed and there's six girls in your bedroom. I'm like, yeah. And I got to, I got to, I got (laughs) to crawl over bodies to go take a piss. (laughs) Doesn't sound like a bad life, Nick. No, I'm a, I'm very blessed man. You are indeed. You are indeed. Well, look, Nick, this has been a blast. I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Side Broker Talk, and I really hope we get a chance to have a part two. Yeah, and uh, I'll get with Mo, and we'll have you on our show. I look forward to it. My broker tip today is part seven of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Let's talk about some of the factors that influence the sales price of a website. Number one is usually profit. It will be a multiple of the profit, and that multiple is based on whether the profit is trending up or down and how fast it's trending up or down. I've seen valuations of as much as five times or more, although that's very rare. Normally, it's in the two and a half to four times area. I've also seen valuations of one times profit if the profit's taking a nosedive. If a site hasn't been monetized, then it's all about the amount and the quality of the traffic. If a sale is based on traffic, it will be a multiple of what the traffic would sell for on the open market. What are the sources of traffic? Direct traffic, search engine traffic, and review traffic are the most valuable. Tube traffic, the least valuable. Is the traffic reliable and sustainable? What's the traffic history? In a rare case, the valuation will be based upon revenue. The same factors apply to that as of profit, and the valuations will, of course, be lower than those of profits. How old is the website? Is the domain a .com or something else? .com is still king. How many inbound links are there? How much staff does it take to run the site? How many email addresses do you have? In the case of a dating site, this is very important. Another factor can be the reverse engineering cost. How much would it cost to build a site from scratch and drive the same amount and quality of traffic to it, and how much time would be involved? What's the lifetime value of a customer on the site? Next week, how to buy a website. And next week, we'll be speaking with Julia Epiphany. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Nick Banning. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.